as a child, we didn't go to church very often. Um, it wasn't a regular part of our week. Um, but I remember that Easter's were special. And I knew that they were special as a child because my mom would go and buy a special Easter dress for me, um, often a polyflender one. And if you don't know what those are, they had smocking on them and they usually had a little bit of a, a ruffle at the bottom. Um, so when she would buy one of those for Easter, I knew that this was a special event. And most Easter's we would go to a sunrise service. Um, we would go out to a farm um, and celebrate Easter there. And it was always a very kind of a, a crisp morning, but I always remember it being sunny. And it probably wasn't always that way, but it's just the way my memory has recorded it. Now, after that service, we would go to my aunt's and we would have a meal and be able to spend time with family that day. And so Easter's were special and they are a, a part of my childhood that I cherish. But the thing is, I don't practice Easter that way anymore. Um, it's changed. I am now a pastor, so that's really changed um, what I do on Easter morning. Um, but it's interesting in thinking about just the various ways that I've celebrated Easter throughout my life um, that it has changed, um, that family dynamics change it, um, logistics sometimes change it. And right now we're in a very different Easter. And so some of us are grieving the loss of some of our traditions. And I encourage you to grieve them, but also remember that, you know, we, we change them for a variety of reasons um, throughout our lives. And that the very first Easter was very different than what we experience today. Um, that the first Easter was rather quiet. That really the first people to celebrate Easter were a handful of women who were going to the tomb to prepare Jesus's body. Now these women had followed Jesus. They were his disciples and they wanted to honor him um, in his death by doing this for him. And so when they head to the tomb and they find the stone rolled away, they are shocked. And they immediately rush to tell the disciples who are holed up, fearing for their lives, and they rushed to tell them, and Peter and another disciple immediately head for the tomb and find it empty. And the idea of just uncertainty, what does this mean, um, is probably just very heavy on them. And it will be Mary Magdalene that will first see Jesus. And when Jesus appears to her, she doesn't recognize him at first. She, in fact, thinks he's the gardener. <laughs> and she is pleading with him, tell me where they've taken my Lord's body. Because she has come there to honor him and, and she can't imagine someone stealing the body and she doesn't recognize Jesus until he says her name, Mary. And I think sometimes we are like that, that we, we don't recognize the presence of God until we know that we are seen by God, like Mary experienced. And it will be later on that the disciples themselves will see the risen Christ. 
that he will come to them where they are hiding, where they are fearful for their very lives. And that fear will disappear as soon as they see Jesus. Because interestingly enough, it is when we know that God is in our midst that our fear leaves us. And the disciples are overcome with joy. And it's so interesting to me to think that this first Easter, there were no angelic choirs. There were no trumpets blaring. It was just Jesus in their midst. And that changed them. It changed everything they knew to be true. And it would change the disciples so dramatically that they would go from fearing for their very lives to boldly proclaiming that Jesus is Lord. My prayer for us is that we will find our faith renewed and restored this Easter day by rediscovering Jesus in our midst. Because it's the very presence of Jesus that changes us. And his appearance 2,000 years ago as the risen Lord was striking and history changing. His appearance was proof of the resurrection, proof that death could not hold him, proof that he had conquered death and sin, proof that Jesus is who he says he is, the Son of God, the Messiah, the one who has come to rescue us from ourselves, the Lamb who comes to take away the sin of the world. And as his disciples, we are called to live a resurrected life where we symbolically die to our old selves and live a new life in God, living a new life in God's very light. And that's the thing, a resurrected life is lived out. It's not simply we accept, but it's something that we live into trusting in God being called to a kingdom-centered life, to live out what Jesus preached, to live in a way that is very countercultural by offering grace, kindness, mercy, and justice to a world that is starved for those things. And in such a time as this, my question to us is, how will we live this resurrected life? What will be our resurrection story of this time? Your story of how your life has been changed and is continually being changed by Jesus. And these days I find that the impact of the coronavirus is shaping my story more than Jesus at times. And I'm disappointed in myself for that. And I feel like sometimes I'm living in the tomb or at least hiding away in fear. And this is not the resurrected life. And I encourage us not to fall into the trap of thinking that when this is all over, 
things will get back to normal. I'll go about doing the things I always do, but right now it's just not normal. Well, there really isn't a normal. And we can't wait to live the resurrected life. I know that in some ways, when this is over, it will feel like resurrection. It will feel like new freedom and new life has been breathed into us. But we cannot put our faith on hold. Yes. Yes, we have to live differently in this season. And I think in some ways we are probably learning some very valuable, maybe uncomfortable truths about ourselves. If you're like me, you're learning that you need community and relationships. That you really do value a lot of the routines of your life. The things that you just enjoy doing, you're looking forward to doing again. I have a quarantine bucket list. I encourage you to have one yourself. But you may also be learning that you may have needed a break from some things. You may find that having everything taken off the calendar has shown you how very busy you are and that you don't want to go back to that same level of busyness. You may have learned that you really don't want to homeschool your children and work from home at the same time. Yeah, we feel you. And so what are we going to do with this? What are we going to do with what we're learning about ourselves and our world and our faith in this season? I miss being able to gather with you guys on Sunday mornings. I really do. But I also know that when we are able to gather again in the same place in the same time, it's not going to be the same because we're not going to be the same. I hope that we are not the same when we gather again together because I am noticing things about y'all that I am just cherishing. I love watching how you are caring for each other, checking in with one another, creating virtual community in order to maintain those faith connections and those relationships. I love seeing how you're engaging in your faith seven days a week, not just simply bottling it all up for Sunday. Because friends, church isn't closed. It's simply been distributed throughout the world. And the same is with our faith. We have an opportunity to create these powerful new resurrection stories in this season. So when we have the opportunity to gather again in the same place at the same time, what will be the stories we tell? How will we be different? And I hope that we are different. I hope we are growing. I hope we are changing for the better, better, that we are living the truth of the resurrection in this time, that we are trusting God, that we are living as kingdom people, that we are offering kindness, justice, and mercy and grace. My prayer is that we are growing as Christ followers, 
growing in our love for God and our love for neighbor. Learning new ways of connection, learning new ways to connect. Because I know even in the midst of this, we can share hope with others, that we can share with people that they are loved by God and that they are not alone, that we are in this together. And so my prayer is that your resurrection story will be a powerful one. Amen.